At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A warm welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for Coast to Coast Hoops with myself, Greg Hoops Spears, and now part of the Visa family and podcast. We've got a tremendous podcast for you. We're going to keep it to two parts today, and we're going to be joined by our good friend Riley Davis. He does amazing work over at Heat Check CBB. He was a part of the college basketball almanac that was put out about a week and a half ago by Heat Check CBB Field of 68 and the Three Men. We've previewing all the teams for this upcoming college basketball season. He did the MIAC and the Big South, so we're going to talk a little bit about both of those conferences today. We're going to talk about who should be number three in the ACC, as I did my ACC preview a few days ago. I personally went with Florida State. I shall see if Riley is in lockstep with me, and he is certainly going to be mentioning another team that he thinks is going to be able to do a solid job in the ACC as well. And then we're going to be talking about the state of USC with Vince Iwachuku most likely being out for the entirety of the season. Very unfortunate situation with him collapsing during workouts during the offseason. So we are going to be diving into that on the podcast today. We did see a few players move from the D1 level to the non-D1 level. I'll recap those in a minute, but really not a lot of notes right now in college basketball. A lot of this is prep work getting set for the upcoming college basketball season. As you guys know, bets are won during the season. A lot of them, they are won by a great preparation and just taking a look forward and being able to get a good read on these teams and being a little bit ahead of the bookmakers, which that is much easier said than done. And that is the goal of this podcast. And if you ever do have a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, you do have one of two ways to be for this in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUNIT underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters M. Maybe it does not matter. As per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way, that is via an Apple podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. From there, you are able to fire in whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. We're just going to give you guys a quick little once-over on some of these guys that they decided to move from the D1 level and go down to the non-D1 level, as we did see a few of those on Monday, and these are very easy for just how you're going to be able to gauge teams. And then in the final segment, we're going to be talking with Riley Davis over there at Heat CBB, but Quest Harris, someone that just didn't contribute a lot for Sacred Art. A few seasons ago, he was able to average right around two points per contest as a little bit of a depth piece for them. He has decided that he is going to go to the non-D1 University of Post College, so you wish him absolutely nothing but the best. Same for Chase Lane. He was at Charlton State last season, but for Tarleton State, 
He played as many minutes as Greg Peterson, so he has decided that he is going to be going down to Claflin College, so he's going down to the 91 level. This one was a little bit of a surprise, as Miles Baker was a former NEC All-Freshman performer while he was in the NEC with Central Connecticut State. He had 8.5 points per contest and then 10.5 points per contest, transferred into Eastern Illinois, only played one game for the program, and now he has decided that he is going to be going down to an HBCU. He is going to be playing for Virginia State, I will say legitimately, one of the better HBCUs they're going to find as he's pretty much a package deal for them as Zach Newkirk, one of his teammates from Central Connecticut State and a guy that was actually a starter for Central Connecticut State a few seasons ago. He has gone sort of out of favor with the current coaching regime as they did see a little bit of a changeover with Patrick Seller taking over the program a year or two ago. He averaged during the 2020-21 season 6.5 points, right around 2 assists per contest and then last season that was down to more like 3 points per contest. Both of these guys have decided that they're going to be going down to Virginia State. And then the one guy that was a little bit of a surprise, that would be Darrell Roberts. He was playing over at Prairie View last season. And why was that Prairie View? He was actually a really good performer. He put up 11 points, right around two assists per contest, shot 31.5% from three-point range. as a six-foot-seven, little bit of a combo player. He's going down to Arkansas Tech. That is actually a legitimately big blow for a Prairie View team that they had their worst season in quite a while as they went just 8-19 last season, really the worst year for them in their last six. And first time under Byron Smith that they finished 500 or worse within the conference. So we shall see how that affects them. So we actually did see some relatively big news with Roberts going down. And I do think that you do want to be noting that with regards to Prairie View and up there in a SWAC in which the team that has won the SWAC, they have usually been a 16 seed. But these teams, if you heard my SWAC preview podcast a few weeks ago, have really been able to cover some games out of conference. That is something that you do want to note. So that's what we saw in college basketball on Monday. Now let's have a good chat with our good friend, Riley Davis, take a look at some teams out there in the Big South, the MEAC, dive into USC and the ACC a little bit more as well. That's coming up next here on Chris Gussie with myself, Greg Spears, and now a part of the Houston Building Podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Las Vegas for Discussions with myself, Greg Hughes, and now part of the Beasting Family and Podcast. It is always great to be joined by this guest as Riley Davis is doing absolutely amazing work over there at Heat Check CBB. He is a part of the Heat Check CBB Hangout as well, their rebranded podcast slash show that you're going to be able to catch all throughout the college basketball season. I know that Riley did a great job on the Almanac as well. That was a little bit of a coming together between Heat Check CBB, Field of 68, along with our good friends over at the Three Man. We've taken a look at all 363 college basketball teams. I know that Riley did a great job with some of those mid-majors as well. And to be able to follow our good friend Riley on Twitter, that's at Riley underscore Davis and the number three on the back half of that. And Riley, always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Hoops. It's been a while since I've got to come on the pod. Been pretty busy just getting the almanac finished, but we've had it out for a week now, and that's definitely freed up the schedule a bit. So, so glad to talk some Hoops. Great to have you aboard to talk about that as well, because I know that you guys just put a lot of work into that. It's over 600,000 words. And I know you had to research some teams that maybe weren't on your radar coming into the season. And when it came to doing the Almanac, was there a team or two that stood out to you that either you felt more bullish on or less bullish on? Because I know you guys had a deep dive on darn near all these teams and you guys did a great job interviewing coaches and so much more with it. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you ask any teams I'm more bullish on or less bullish on after all the interviews with coaches and all the research and everything. It's funny. I feel like almost every coach I talked to was awesome. Like some great great interviews and it just makes you see like the type of charisma you have to have to be a coach at the D1 level just because you know even teams that were ranked sub 300 on Kim Pop last year like believe me I had to interview plenty of those like even those coaches were so generous with their time and just had me buying into the vision you know so I feel like I didn't really leave really thinking of any team as like I'm lower on them than I would have thought if anything <laughs> I found out that I'm pretty easy to win over when it comes yeah. to these coaches preaching like about their culture and everything which is like you know, it could be cliche or buzzwords or whatever, but that was really fun. But yeah, for those listening, I cover, you might not know, I covered both the Big South and the MEAC and loved doing both of those conferences. I'm based out of Durham, North Carolina. So that's sort of like my geographical region, which was, was fun to do. But in the Big South, I think 
Longwood and UNC Asheville are the two clear-cut favorites with Winthrop sort of in that tier. Winthrop has a good roster. They've got some point guard questions, but they're sort of always going to be in that tier <laughs> until further notice, until Mark Prosser gives us a reason not to believe in them, just kind of what that program sustained, going back to when Pat Kelsey was there not too long ago. But aside from those big three, I'm pretty bullish on high point. I think they have one of the top three players in the league and Zach Austin, who's a six six forward who plays way bigger than he is, like – Dude has spring-loaded hops, really good rim protector, especially coming over from the weak side. He's got a good-looking three-point shot, and they they let him loose on a bunch of pick-and-pops. I think we could see him have a little bit more freedom in the offense this year as opposed to just, like, picking and popping, but uh, maybe, like, putting it on the deck a little bit more, attacking closeouts more. I think when you factor in just the, the top-end talent they have with a guy like Zach Austin, their ability to defend at a pretty high level and how many turnovers they force, and they, they close out really well on shooters, I think that's a recipe to at least be a little bit dark uh, of a dark horse there. I picked them fifth in the conference behind the, the big three and then Gardner-Webb, who's also been really consistent. Yeah, Gardner-Webb doesn't necessarily have the offensive firepower, but as I take a look at them, they were very good on defense. Actually, one of the best mid-majors in terms of defense last season and went on the road and knocked off Georgia last year. But as we know, we need to put a little bit of an asterisk there because that was a team coached by Tom Crean. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Gardner, they had their moments. I mean, they almost, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember who it was. Gave someone a good game in the Big South tournament and had a chance to win on a free throw. They won against Campbell, like, because Campbell missed the free throw and then they ended up losing to Winthrop in the Big South tournament. But yeah, Gardner Webb, they have, for as long as Tim Kraft has been there, they've never finished below 500 in conference play. Like, they're almost always top four in the league. So I kind of just penciled them in there to where it's like that defense gives them a high floor, even if they don't quite have the offensive firepower that you might have expected when they had like Jaheim Cornwall and Demarion Williams even. They don't really have a guard like that necessarily, but yeah, I think their their floor is pretty high. Have you looked at high point at all or have any thoughts on the on the Purple Panthers? When it comes to high point, I don't think that they're going to be a low point this year because I think the big thing for them is that they're going to be relatively solid in the interior because when it comes to high point, it is a team that's in a little bit of transition from last season because as we know, Tubby Smith was actually coaching up high point and now he turns it over to Gigi Smith, which that allowed for not a lot of turnover, which is very important when you have a little bit of a coaching regime change and it actually happened towards the back half of last year, final three or four games. But the guy that is absolutely the key, that'd be Zach Austin. This guy is awesome. 14 and a half points, eight boards, over two and a half blocks per contest. And he's able to shoot threes at right around a 32 and a half percent clip as a volume scorer as well. I do think that high point has a chance to be able to do some nice things. I think the question is, what are you going to be able to put around Zach Austin? Because they also lose that top scorer and John Michael Wright. And replacing a guy like that in the Big South is tough. Yeah, I agree. But oddly enough, though, he was their only transfer. And I think when you have like that kind of continuity at the, the mid-major level, especially like a league like the Big South, which usually is you know, a 14, 15, sometimes 16 seed, that's huge to not lose anybody aside from John Michael. And they got a dude coming back, Emil Flowers. Gigi Smith described him as their best all-around player his freshman year. I think he tore his ACL heading into the season. But he's been cleared to go for practice. And at least when I talked to Gigi, he wasn't expecting him to necessarily like crack the starting lineup come November. But I would bet by January, they'll have Emil Flowers ready to go, which just having a sort of extra bite of the apple when it comes to just putting guards out there when you're trying to replace the production of someone like John Michael Wright. That is going to be absolutely massive. And I do think that the other conference that you did, as we do have Riley Davis, he does a great job over at Heat Checks EBB. He's currently joining me on the podcast in the MEAC. 
this was one that for me was relatively hard to gauge because I felt like Morgan State was one of the biggest disappointments of any mid-major in all of college basketball last season, but they do return a lot of that talent from last season. Howard really did a good job of being able to ramp up their defense last season, but I do have some trepidations with that team as well because when it does come to Howard, they do lose Wayne Bristle, which I do think that that's going to be a little bit of a loss for them. So I just take a look up and down at this MEAC, and I do think that it's going to be one of the more interesting conferences that we see in college basketball, especially with Compensate. I think that that is going to be very big for them. You have comp, you have transfers just all across the board that are going to be coming into this conference, which I do think that that is going to lead to this being a very strange and interesting conference. And as we know, NC mm-hmm. Central, they're always there as well. But I think the big thing is, what are you going to be able to get out of Sam Sessions for this compensate team? Yeah, well, I'll start with the MEAG by saying, I think there's a chance Norfolk State goes undefeated. The last time I checked Bart Torvik, he didn't have his rosters up to date, but they bring like everybody back. Like Joe Bryant's coming back for another year. Chris Bankston's coming back for another year. They lost one rotation piece from last year, one of their shooters, Jalen Hawkins. He's the only one who's not coming back, but they bring back Dana Tate, who closed the season on a tear. And I think what Robert Jones has done there, where he's never finished lower than second in the league. I mean, as much as I love NC Central and as much like I'm going to, I live 10 minutes away from Central, like I'll be pulling for them. But Norfolk State, they're going to be really tough to unseat, at least in the regular season. Who knows what happens in the conference tournament? But yeah, I think Norfolk State's going to run that league again. Then I put Central second, just again, LaBelle Moton, you have the pedigree. They have a really good front court with Chris Monroe back. They bring in Dan Aladapo, who's a pit transfer and played at Oakland before then, was an All-Horizon League member a couple years ago. And they bring Brendan Medley-Bacon, who boomerangs back to the MEAC after spending a year at McNeese State. He made an all-MEAC team at Coppin State, I want to say, three years ago. And, of course, they have their all-league backcourt back with Eric Boone and Justin Wright. So that they're going to be really tough. But like you said, I love Howard. Every podcast I've done where I've talked about the Almanac, I've gassed up Howard. I think you hit the nail on the head with saying they definitely have some intriguing pieces there, even if there are question marks. I love Elijah Hawkins' game. For those folks out there who maybe are more casual fans, well, let's be honest. If you're listening to a college basketball <laughs> podcast in October <laughs> about mid and low majors, you're probably more than a casual fan. But make it a point to watch Elijah Hawkins and Howard. Steve Settle, who's a 6'10 wing, who's just got a smooth stroke. Like Howard is... I picked them third in the league, but it would not surprise me at all if they are able to win the MEAC tournament, even after I just gassed up Norfolk State just because of like the unpredictability of postseason basketball. So yeah, I love them. Coppin, I'm not as high on, but that's more so like, I think Sam Sessoms will put up numbers, but what Juan Dixon has done in five years at Coppin, where every year that offense is just nasty and just jacks up threes at a ungodly rate and bricks them <laughs> at such a low percent. I need Coppin to prove a little something before I go all in on them. And then there's Delaware State, who is actually a very profitable team against the spread, but boy, that is not necessarily <laughs> the world's greatest ordeal there. If you would have picked them to win the conference, I would have been a little bit surprised. As trying to be on the podcast, we do have Riley Davis. He does a great job over there at Heat Check CBB. And when it comes to getting stuff for the upcoming college basketball season, those conferences are going to be a lot of fun. But taking a look at a little bit more of a team that many have expectations for, I do think that it's going to be interesting to see how USC responds to what we saw a few days ago. As apparently during the month of July in offseason workouts, Vince Iwachuku, hopefully I said that correctly. I don't know if I am or not, but 
With that said, he pretty much collapsed during a workout. There was a lot going on there in terms of health issues. Sounds like he is going to be out indefinitely for the team. And I think that that is something really worth noting because with the Pac-12, it's once again feeling like you've got four or five teams that are solid, maybe one team that could make the NIT or some sort of a postseason tournament like that, and then the rest of the teams are relatively terrible. And with USC now, they have to rely upon maybe someone like a Joshua Morgan down low, and that really hurts their not just depth, but overall how they're going to be playing down low. Yeah, I think Iwachiku is a pretty big loss just because he looked like someone who could give you maybe like diet on Yeka Kungu type production. I think he's nowhere near as polished as Evan Mobley was necessarily, but he's the type of big who doesn't it just feel like USC finds these bigs who are always sort of ranked in that 30 ish range? and they just tear it up there. <laughs> like, Kungu was in that similar range as Iwuchuklu, like a fringe five-star kid, top 40-ish, but not seen as a surefire one and done. But Iwuchuklu, really athletic shot blocker, high motor, high energy type guy. And it looked like from what I watched of his senior year that his offensive game was progressing a little bit more than just like a, a rim runner, catch and dunk type guy. He had a little bit of ability to, to work the mid post or to attack coming from the baseline. And so I think without him in the fold, you're going to see a lot more reliance on Kajani Wright. And they'll probably, I would guess, I mean, I'm not very high on Josh Morgan coming off of a 12-minute-per-game season, but Trey White, who's another, I want to say, top 50 or top 60 kid, 6'7 wing. I wouldn't be surprised to see Andy Enfield kind of go against what he normally does and play four guards around Kajani Wright, uh, just because you have Boogie Ellis, Reese Dixon Waters, and Drew Peterson sort of locked in there. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Trey White get that spot at the four and run those four guys around Kajani Wright. I do think that it's going to be a fascination what USC does because they've really been able to do a nice job of building themselves up the last few seasons, but typically they've had that rock solid big and this season they certainly are not going to have that as when you lose the Mobley brothers, that hurts you, but now losing Iuchuku as well, that is certainly unfortunate for the kid for one and two. A tough blow for USC as Riley Davis of Heat Check CBB is joining me on the podcast. And then Riley, you mentioned it a little bit before. You're a man that's out there in the great state of North Carolina a few days ago. I did my ACC preview. And if you've got anyone other than Duke in North Carolina at one and two, you let me know because that would be quite a shock. But I really think the question is, who do you think is number three in this conference? Because I personally lean towards Florida State just with all the depth that they bring in, just with the way that Leonard Hamilton has been able to coach up his teams in general. You've got so much versatility. I think that that's going to be tough for a lot of teams in the ACC to go up against. And I legitimately think we could see like eight teams from the ACC make the NCAA tournament, even a team like a Wake Forest. But who did you have at number three in terms of the ACC? Or maybe it's a 3A3B because I do think that it's a good debate after the top two. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think like I keep flip-flopping back and forth between Florida State and Virginia. I love both of those teams, aside from last year, really have been just models of consistency in the ACC where you have, I mean, Tony Bennett was for years a guaranteed top 10 defense, guaranteed top four finish, oftentimes top one finish in the ACC. And Hamilton himself was also a guaranteed top four finish, was always going to be right in that 25-ish range on defense. And so usually kind of in a similar range on offense too. And I really like Matthew Cleveland. I think that dude's a dark horse ACC player of the year contender. I know it will be a little bit tough just because Florida State tends to be a little more egalitarian and their 
scoring approach. So you probably won't put him, see him put up more than like 14, 15 points a game. But who knows? Maybe Hamilton lets him loose a little bit more. and We see a 16 or 17 point per game type average. Just his percentage at the rim last year shot close to 70% and just got to the hoop at will last year. Just needs a little bit more reliability from his jumper. But I uh, like Cam Fletcher too. He just is a good rangy wing, good fit for what Hamilton likes to do. Pretty intrigued by Baba Miller just seeing Again, Hamilton's always going to have those lengthy dudes in the in the front court who he just cycles in. But point guard questions around Florida State are the only things that are kind of holding me back from putting them at number three. Virginia, I really love Reese Beekman. I think this is kind of the year where it all comes together for him. And I think Ben Vanderplas was exactly what they needed as far as that, that four man who's going to be able to pick and pop and allow Bennett to run those blocker mover type sets, give them that much needed shooting they, they lacked last year. Jaden Garter, also a good player. Proved last year he could get it done in the ACC. Yeah, I'm right there with you with Virginia because I put them at number four. I put Florida State at number three just because I do think that this year athleticism is there for Virginia, one of the best coach teams in all of college basketball. And now that most of these guys have another year under the system because they were a new look bunch after they lost so many guys from not just a title team, but the year after as well. I think that that is going to be critical, just like it is always critical that we get great guests on this podcast. And Riley, you always check that box. You do amazing work over there at Heat Check CBB. You are very busy getting set for the upcoming college basketball season. So love to get people at home. No, they're able to follow you on social media and everything they've got going on in general. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Riley underscore Davis three. And you can hear me almost weekly on the Heat Check Hangout podcast. We have a lot of fun doing and have a nice little video component as well. And you can read my written work every Monday for the Field of 68 newsletter, Field of 68 Daily. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll, you'll see a subscribe link for that. If you don't already subscribe, give us that subscription. Give us those clicks. But thanks again, as always, for having me on, Greg. Appreciate you. Always appreciate Riley and all that he brings to the table. Does an amazing job taking a look at the great game of college basketball. And hey, he lives out there in the great state of North Carolina. And it's out there in the North Carolina. Know a thing or two about very good college basketball. And Riley, he checks that box. Always does a nice job whenever he joins his podcast. So big thanks to Riley for joining me on Coast Coast Soups. Not part of the Visa Family Podcast. And if you do like what you're in from this fine podcast, Coast Coast Soups, you're able to subscribe wherever your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. And if you've got a question, comment, segment, idea, what have you for this podcast, one of two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GNRS41. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way, let's find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, very much appreciated from there. You're able to find whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. And I am coming at you guys every single day on this podcast during the offseason news and notes of college basketball. And we've got six conference previews left, all pretty much big bomber conferences. Those are going to be coming your way the next few weeks to get you guys set for the upcoming season. Then once we get in-season picks and analysis on every single game, every single day. So I will chat at you guys once again tomorrow as we get closer and closer to the upcoming college basketball season. Thank you so much for tuning in. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 